Hi, this is Adrian Sala, founder of Wikisleep. As many of you know, the Wikisleep app is now available for both Apple and Android devices. And I recently updated it, adding some fun features like autoplay for the next episode, sequential play of your favorite episode and a timer so that you can set it and forget it while you drift off to sleep. I wanted to mention that I am removing ads from the podcast because I know how disruptive they are. My sincere hope is that you'll go to the app and try it out, where I believe the experience is just better. And as part of that, though, over the next coming weeks, I'll be changing the episodes on the podcast to be closer to previews of full episodes, about six or seven minutes each. If you'd like to hear this and every other episode in its entirety, they're available on the app, and you can access that by visiting wikisleep.com. It's simple to download and get started, and there's a free trial so you can test it out at no cost today. Anyway, I encourage you to get the app, and in the meantime, I hope you get some rest and enjoy this episode. You're listening to Wikisleep Podcast, a podcast designed to help you relax and unwind through calm, quiet storytelling. I'm your host, Britt Buntain. Today's story is about Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou was an American poet, memoirist, and civil rights activist. She also had an extremely colorful life, rising from the hard scrabble Depression era South to become a pimp, prostitute, supper club chanteuse, a coordinator for Martin Luther King Jr.'s Southern Christian Leadership Conference and a journalist in Egypt and Ghana in the heady days of decolonization. Angelou was born as Marguerite Annie Johnson in St. Louis, Missouri on April 4th, 1928. She was the second child of Bailey Johnson a doorman and Navy dietitian, and Vivian Johnson, a nurse and card dealer. Her older brother, Bailey Jr., nicknamed Marguerite Maya, derived from my or Maya sister. When Angelou was three and her brother four, their parents' calamitous marriage ended. In 
their father sent them to Stamps, Arkansas, alone by train, to live with their paternal grandmother, Annie Henderson. In an astonishing exception to the harsh economics of African Americans of the time, Angelou's grandmother prospered financially during the Great Depression and World War II because the general store she owned sold needed basic commodities and because she made wise and honest investments. Four years later, when Angelou was seven and her brother eight, the children's father came to stamps without warning and returned them to their mother's care in St. Louis. At the age of eight, while living with her mother, Angelou was sexually abused and raped by her mother's boyfriend, a man named Freeman. She told her brother, who told the rest of their family, Freeman was found guilty, but jailed for only one day. Four days after his release, he was murdered by what is suspected to be Angelou's uncles. Angelou became mute for almost five years following the murder. She stated, I thought my voice killed him. I killed that man because I told his name. And then I thought I would never speak again because my voice would kill anyone. It was during this period of silence when Angelou developed her extraordinary memory, her love for books and literature, and her ability to listen and observe the world around her. Shortly after the murder, Angelou and her brother were sent back to their grandmother in Stamps, where she attended the Lafayette County Training School. Angelou credits a teacher and friend of her family, Mrs. Bertha Flowers, with helping her speak again, challenging her by saying, You do not love poetry, not until you speak it. Flowers introduced her to authors such as Charles Dickens, William Shakespeare, Edgar Allan Poe, Georgia Douglas Johnson, and James Weldon Johnson. These authors would affect her life and career, as well as black female artists like Frances Harper, Anne Spencer, and Jessie Fassett. When Angelou was 14 and her brother 15, they moved in once again with their mother, who had since moved to Oakland, California. During World War II, she attended the California Labor School, and at the age of 16, she became the first black female streetcar conductor in San Francisco. In 
Her mother encouraged her to pursue the position, but warned her that she would need to arrive early and work harder than others. Many years later, in 2014, Angelou received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Conference of Minority Transportation Officials as part of a session billed, Women Who Move the Nation. If you're enjoying this Wikisleep story and would like to hear it in its entirety, full episodes are available on the Wikisleep app, where there is so much more to help you get to sleep. Simply visit the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and search Wikisleep. Or visit wikisleep.com where there are simple links to the app. Remember, we're not a regular sleep app. We're a cool sleep app. Affordable, fun, and endlessly interesting. <laughs>